0: Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the All of You Whole podcast, hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Go ahead and hit that pause button and then the plus button to subscribe to this show so you get more impactful content each and every week. We would also love it if you would leave a five-star rating and review. This helps people you and I don't even know find the show. And lastly, please share an episode you love with whoever you can. Sharing is caring and that's how we continue to grow. And as always, I am forever grateful for your support. Hey friends, I am so, so excited to chat with you today I love these solo shows because we do so many interviews on here, which honestly are my favorite, but getting to chat with you, it feels like I just get 30 minutes to hang out with y'all and it's super fun. So today is just a life update. I listen to so many podcasts that are just people talking about their lives and I love them so much. And. I don't do that. And so today I just wanted to take some time, tell you what's going on in our lives, give you some massive updates, and yeah, just to tell you what's going on with the fossil fam. So first of all, a major thing that happened this year, which was completely unexpected, was we decided to switch schools for both kiddos. As you can imagine, if you have kiddos or even if you don't, switching schools is a big choice, right? And unfortunately, the school that we were going to, Ella has gone to first grade through fourth grade. So it's been a long time, and it is walkable from our house. And that was a huge benefit for a bunch of reasons. Number one, walking to school is lovely. It's really nice to be able to just walk a few blocks and be there really quickly. Number two, we had so many people in our community that went to the same school. So all of our friends, I won't say all, most of our friends from all of our neighbors in our neighborhood go to this school. So that's really fun, too. We've just developed such a sense of community around this school and within our neighborhood. And so we'll go to the pool and we'll see teachers and other students. And that's a really sweet and fun experience. So why are we switching schools? Seems like a great fit. So number one, the first thing that happened was we have known since Owen was in preschool. I won't say we. Owen's teachers (laughs) knew in preschool that he would be gifted and talented. And it's just so funny. He's the sweetest kid. He's the sweetest kid. And he's so goofy. And we always thought he was bright. You always think like all the best things about your kid, but we never thought, wow, he's above and beyond from like a gifted and talented perspective. And one thing that's funny about Gifted and Talented that was not true when I was a kid, I feel like, growing up in the 90s, is that these days it has really changed from like you're a smart kid, which is what it was when we were growing up, to now it is very much – how your brain processes information. So it's funny because when Ella was little, I was like, oh my gosh, she's gonna be gifted and talented. She's so bright, all these things. She has never tested into the gifted program. Owen, his four-year-old pre-K teacher was like, that child, like the way his brain works is insane. He will definitely be gifted and talented. And I thought, at that time I was like, are you sure? I don't know, really? But it became really evident in kindergarten, not long after that, not long after preschool, in kindergarten, he just started loving math. And it was not like we taught him math. He taught himself math. He would do addition and subtraction in his head. And we're talking like up to the hundreds place, up to the thousandth place. Like it, it was crazy. And that's when we started to be like, oh, okay. So he has a propensity for math this is next level. Ella would bring home her worksheets and bring home extra worksheets for Owen and he would sit at the table and do them for fun. So he is for sure a math kid. He's doing like third, fourth, fifth grade math at home this summer. And so kindergarten wasn't a problem. He was still enjoying his school, still able to learn in the classroom. Not a problem. This year, however, It became very clear at the beginning of the school year that he had become a behavior problem. Let's just say this. His teacher said he had become a behavior problem because he would call out the answers, right? So they're like, what's 5 plus 2? And he's over here, it's (laughs) 7. Which is clearly disruptive and not okay. And and then if he wasn't doing that, then he was telling the other students like whispering the answer to other students and then emily would be like it's seven and the teacher would be like how'd you get that answer and she's over here like owen oh, told me <laughs> so i tried to work with this school unfortunately the gifted and talented programming at his school is only one day a week there's an amazing gifted teacher like i love the teacher but he had five different schools that he went to one on monday one on tuesday etc And so owen was getting like 40 minutes of gifted and talented education a week and it just was not enough to keep his little brain satisfied so that's what started us thinking about the switch and then we found another school that is really focused on gifted and talented and at this point in the school year ella was also starting to struggle so another major update ella was diagnosed with adhd So we have thought that this was the case for a really long time, but we didn't want to seek a diagnosis or medication for her until it felt like it was necessary. So she had previously been doing really great in school. Sure, maybe her teacher would give her like a wobbly chair or make some very small concessions for her hyperactivity, but nothing major. And then we had a couple of instances that made it really clear to us that like now was the time and her issue for sure is impulsivity and it was really reassuring for us to meet with a psychiatrist who helped us understand adhd in a way that we weren't aware previously and Ella is unable to use her frontal cortex. She pretty much does her impulse, like whatever her impulse is, that's what she does. So since, this has been evident since she was a baby. At one years old, she was biting kids in her little preschool class. And she has always done things like that. So she would hit kids or kick kids or punch kids. And that's because the kids mean to her, all of our brains go, just smack them in the face, right? And then we have our frontal cortexes in our brains to say, okay, I know you want to punch them in the face, but that's not the best choice. There will be consequences. Her brain doesn't go through that whole thought process. Her brain just says, punch the kid. Okay. And so You can understand the implications as you're getting older if you have no impulse control. It's violence like punching kicking and that becomes less and less appropriate as you get older it's stealing things like that candy looks great in that backpack i'm gonna take it that thing at target looks great i'm gonna take it right so especially now that she's older she's 10 years old those kinds of things can start to be crimes right like you go to target you steal something that's a crime you can go to juvenile prison and so we got to a point with ella that it felt like okay she's old enough the stakes are high enough. And with some situations, I won't even mention it. Just became clear she needs medication. So, met with a beautiful, wonderful psychiatrist. If you're in Colorado and you need a reference, let me know. Who immediately diagnosed her, just like she was like, no question, she has ADHD with all of the forms we had to submit and with an interview with her. And then put her on a medication. We were so lucky, so lucky that the medication she prescribed for Ella worked immediately and worked so well, just so well. And we've had friends who either were diagnosed with ADHD as an adult, have had it since they were a child, or they have children with ADHD. So this is something we were familiar with. And everyone that I had talked to It was a multi-medication process of trying to figure out what's right for your child. So the fact that it worked really quickly and immediately and really well was such a blessing. And what's interesting is things that I hadn't even attributed to her ADHD were solved. Sometimes we have to remind her over and over, Ella, go brush your teeth, Ella, go brush your teeth, Ella, go brush your teeth. And... It's because part of ADHD is that you can get hyper-focused on things. So you get fixated on things and then it's hard to stop them. And part of that is your brain saying, no, you wanna be playing your iPad, you don't wanna be brushing your teeth, keep playing your iPad. So the ability to really think for yourself and think, oh, let me stop this and brush my teeth like I've been asked, that's a huge challenge slash like maybe impossible. (laughs) So Ella became so compliant. It was like, okay, I'll stop my iPad and brush my teeth. And yeah, that was nuts. I wasn't really expecting that. Sequencing is a really big challenge for people with ADHD. And so – even though we had the same exact bedtime routine her entire life, she could not tell you, first I brush my teeth, then I floss, then I put lotion on my face. Like she couldn't string together multiple events at one time. So honestly, over the 10 years of her life, we have really learned unintentionally different tools and strategies to help her succeed. So we knew we can only tell her one thing at a time. Like we can't tell her, go get your swimsuit on, grab some goggles, put on your sunscreen and grab a towel. Absolutely not. We had to tell her one thing at a time. Whereas now with her medication, she's able to sequence events, which is really helpful. (laughs) And also this journey has been interesting because her psychiatrist was like, why do you guys know, in our first interview, was like, why do you guys know so much about ADHD? does one of you have ADHD? And I laughed so hard. And Chaz just like stares at me. (laughs) And I'm like, I probably have ADHD. It's like really highly genetic. And so I could have ADHD. I think that if I do, I have really just developed the skills I've needed to succeed in life. And in all of the different areas, whether it's business or personal or relationships, I have to have a calendar. And the people in my life who are like, oh yeah, four – thursdays from now at 11 a.m i have a lunch with kathy i'm like what in the world like my brain does not hold on to information like that i have a calendar i have a daily weekly monthly quarterly yearly to-do list so i think i have developed tools to help if i do have adhd and at this point i don't feel like i need medication so i probably will not pursue that route but it has been interesting learning more about it for ella so That was a very long aside to tell you that Ella had started to struggle pre-medication at school. And she came home with a few pretty bad grades with her writing. And it was a matter of, I can't sit here and write this short story. Like, I'm over here looking out the window. I get stuck. And so when I was starting to describe to Owen, like, I did this call with the school, listen to all the GT support that they have for you. They have all these different strategies to keep you continuing to move forward in your schooling. And Ella said, Mom, do they give that kind of support to every student, regardless of GT status or not? I feel like I need that kind of support. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yes, they do. And it's pretty crazy for my fourth grader to recognize that she needs additional support at school. And I was just so proud of her in that moment because that takes some serious, like, introspection. That takes some serious awareness of how you're performing, what's going on around you, how you feel in that moment. So I was super proud of her. So that was a really hard choice to bring Ella to the new school with Owen because we had previously thought you have one more year, just stay at your school. You have all these friends, all these things. But it was her choice. She wanted to make the switch. And so we are switching both students to a new school and so yeah that's a major life update for us so i will have to drive them to school but we're really excited and i think that it's funny because previously i am not like i have friends in education And they were in our neighborhood and did not choose the school that we went to. And I remember thinking, like, aren't they like cutting and coloring? Is elementary school that big of a deal? I don't know. They're going to be fine. I just don't have really a high bar for elementary school, I guess. It just feels like they're so little. Let them play. Let them be. And but now I get it. If your child isn't supported, then you know, you have to do what's best for your kid. And I never ever thought we would move schools because I had such like low expectations. I never thought that would be a thing. But when your child starts needing something different, for us, it was just so clear. It became crystal clear that we had to make a change. So let me say this because it might not be obvious. So in Denver, we have a choice system. So in Denver Public Schools, DPS, you are assigned a neighborhood school, but you're able to choice into any other school in DPS. So if you want to drive 45 minutes, and that's what you want to do for whatever reason, then you can do that and you can choose a different school. We are in Central Park, which is Northeast Denver. It's like a master planned community. It's humongous. So we have seven different pools across many miles. It's just a huge, it's a neighborhood really, but it's made up of a bunch of different neighborhoods. And so we actually have an enrollment zone within DPS and we do not have an assigned neighborhood school. So even though we are a fourth, less than a fourth of a mile from the school that we had been going to, that school was never guaranteed to us. We were only guaranteed a school within our enrollment zone. So we could have built a house here and then been placed at a school 20 minutes away. It's crazy. And I personally think it needs to be changed, but that's how it works. So we were able to participate in yearly school choice and got spots, two spots, which was a miracle for both kids at this new school. So if you're curious about like, wait, how are you switching schools within a public school system? That's how that works. Okay. Another update for you. Wanted to update you guys on my health because it's been a hot minute. It is going so well. So I'm excited because a lot of you guys have reached out to me about taking a GLP 1 medication like I have, about trying NutriSense, which, if you want to try NutriSense Continuous Glucose Monitor, there's a link in the show notes. So feel free to take the quiz and see if you qualify. So, we've been talking a lot about blood sugar balance because that has been the final piece of the puzzle for me and about weight loss with my GLP 1 medication. I am currently 20 pounds down, guys so great so i announced on instagram recently that i am no longer officially overweight so bmi is ridiculous and crazy but at the same time it was like causing my life insurance policy to be more expensive than it should have been because i was technically overweight based on bmi so that was not a goal that i had to be regular weight, a normal weight, because I believe in the system, <laughs> but just because it was costing me more money, which is dumb. So I'm officially no longer overweight. I'm hovering around 132 pounds right now. Would love to get a little lower before I stop this medication. And I'm also transitioning just mentally. And the things I'm doing, I just want to find something that Really works for me long term. So, a way of eating, a lifestyle. And at this point, I've really gravitated towards a lot of these like blood sugar hacks that really help bounce your blood sugar without eating a different meal, just even like the order of the meal. So, I just recorded an Instagram reel about the order of my breakfast. So, I had lemon, garlic, kale. It's so good. It's seriously one of my favorite things to eat. Lemon, garlic, kale, some Teton Water Ranch beef sausage sweet potatoes and blueberries. So if I eat them in that order with fiber first, so that's my kale, protein next which is my sausage then fat I don't remember if I said this avocado and then starches which would be the sweet potatoes and blueberries if I eat it in that order my blood sugar legitimately doesn't spike like at all it's like maybe 5 to 10 points which is really stable i'm doing the experiment tomorrow the opposite order so does my blood sugar spike significantly more if you eat your starches first which is what the science and data tells us so that's like a simple thing that i can do to keep my blood sugar stable, which has been really instrumental in my weight loss. Additionally, I love Be Well by Kelly, Kelly Levesque, her program Fab Four, which is being sure that you include a fiber every single meal. So I just love her concept of, I'm always eating fat, which is one of her proponents too. But The fiber piece, I don't always eat greens with my meal and I don't think it's challenging and I like greens. And so that's gonna be one of the lifestyle changes that I keep around is just trying to keep greens in my diet every single meal. So I've learned a lot in this final piece of the puzzle with blood sugar and I'm excited to move into a more maintenance phase. I still need to lose a little bit of weight, but I'm starting to just transition my mindset. And some of my like hacks, I'm starting to like really try to hone in. What am I going to do long-term? So that is my update there. Additionally, this summer has been dedicated to writing a book. Oh my gosh. It has been so amazing. I'm like reading a million books to write like one paragraph. And that has been really lovely. I just love books. I love reading. I love learning. And it's just been so great. And so, the concept of this book, if you missed the announcement, I got a book deal with Tyndale Refresh, which is Tyndale's like health and wellness line, which an imprint, I should say. And so, the fact, like, I even told them when you're working with a literary agent, you're trying to get a book deal, you have interviews with different publishers, is the hope. And so, in my interview with Tyndale Refresh, I just said to them, like, even if i don't choose you you don't choose me you don't offer me a deal i'm so encouraged that this imprint at tyndale exists i'm just so grateful that there is an imprint dedicated to the convergence of health and wellness and faith because i feel like i've been over here shouting with a megaphone (laughs) about this convergence of things for a long time and it feels like i'm alone here Most people in the health and wellness world do not really talk about faith and spirituality. Most people in the faith and spirituality world, it's not really about – it could be about wellness, but it's definitely not about health. And so I was just encouraged by them in general. So this book is most likely going to be a 12-chapter book, how to be healthy and intentional in 12 different areas of your life. So I have written the nutrition chapter, which I'm super excited for you to read. It's like where I've landed on nutrition – how to eat ancestrally, how to not eat just avoiding foods, but really how do we make what we eat super vibrant, super nutritious? What is most nutritionally dense? So how do different foods affect your body? As you can tell, I'm like smiling. I'm so passionate about this. But we're talking about all different kinds of things. So we're talking about things for yourself, whether that's health and wellness. We're talking about things in your environment. So how do you detox your home and your life? How do you create a sanctuary space in your home that is both lovely to be in, but also benefits your health and isn't toxic? Because unfortunately, most things that we bring into our homes are pretty toxic. Talking about minimalism, which we're huge fans of, sustainability. Also talking about how can you take these things and impact the world. So we're talking about spirituality, Sabbath, which has been so instrumental in our lives, silence and solitude, and how to create habits. Also, your purpose in life and how do you really find that out? How do you decide what to do with your life and the best way to live your life to impact the most people? So It is the book i've wanted to write for seven years so it's been such a joy writing it so while the kids are home this summer my main task besides keeping the blog running keeping the podcast running is writing this book so i'm really focusing on that it's been great if you want to follow along i'm sharing a lot of the behind the scenes on instagram and tiktok so feel free to join there and honestly i'm like treating this like a community effort and so I'm really like getting input from people. And so if you have always wanted to write a book, you're curious about the process, you want to provide your own input to this book, please comment on posts about the book send me DMs, send me emails. It's been really sweet to have my followers involved. So join along there. Two more updates for you. (laughs) This week is always a big week for us. So I'm recording this on June 15th, which is my sweet husband Chaz's birthday. It's always a big week for us because June 15th is Chaz's birthday. June 16th is our anniversary. So this year will be 11 years, which just is Blowing my mind. I remember when we got to seven years and I was like, there's what people call the seven-year itch. And a lot of people will break up, get divorced, whatever, after seven years. And so that felt like a big milestone for us. But 11, and it felt like a lot of years. Like I remember seven feeling like, man, that's a lot of years. But after 10 felt like a huge milestone, but like 11 feels, man, We've just been married forever. (laughs) That is so long and I'm just so proud of us. And yes, maybe that's another podcast for another time. But yes, I'm just so proud of us. And I talk with people a lot about relationships and marriage and like this concept of the spark, right? And so I was talking to a friend recently who was like, Caroline, you're just a very sparkly person. I think you could keep the spark alive in any and every relationship like your marriage your friendships all the things which i laughed at i am a very sparkly person but i have just really enjoyed falling deeper and deeper in love with jazz and learning more about ourselves each other how relationships work yeah we're still just like really thrilled to be married and that is such a blessing and a privilege and it's so much hard work and So yes, if you're struggling, know that it's possible and uh, yes, I just feel so excited to celebrate 11 years. So that's tomorrow and then it's always, we got married right before Father's Day. So it's always Father's Day weekend right around our anniversary and Chess's birthday. So we've got a big week and additionally, this week, Monday through Friday, Ella is gone at church camp and it has been so hard to have her gone we do not communicate with her at all we do not hear updates from her counselors or the leaders from our church that took ella to church camp and so we have just missed her sweet spirit so much she brings so much joy to our family it's funny because i think of myself as being so extroverted and being the loud one in our family but with her gone this week i realized how much she's my mini me and louder than I am, (laughs) like she's more outgoing than I am somehow, which felt impossible that I felt like I was as outgoing as it could be. And she's more outgoing than I am. She's like bubblier than I am. She's louder than I am. I just love everything about her. And so it has been so quiet in our home and we have missed her so much. So that's a big milestone for Ella going to camp for the first time. So I'm super excited to hear how it went. We get to pick her up tomorrow. And so I'm really excited to hear how that went. I think she's at an age, she's 10 years old, where I remember in my walk with Jesus really feeling, oh, okay, so I've had this like communal faith for so long, but now is the time that it's my own faith that this, like, I have a relationship with Jesus. And this is like a thing that I'm going to do on my own. It's not just devotions with my family at night or praying before bed or going to church on Sunday. Like she gets to have a relationship with Jesus. And so that's been my prayer for her this week is that becomes really clear to her. That becomes really evident to her and that she can just grow in that so that's really sweet and then my last update for you guys which is super fun and can involve you if you want (laughs) we bought a tiny little condo in keystone colorado so keystone is a ski town and it is our favorite place to go because we always get the keystone plus pass with epic pass for skiing Because it's hella cheap and you can go to Keystone Unlimited as many times as you want during the season. And then you get five days at Crested Butte, which is one of our other favorite mountain resorts. It's really far. It's pretty far from Denver, but we love skiing that mountain and staying in that town. And then you get Breckenridge in the spring. So after April 1st, and it's, I don't know, it's $250 or something crazy cheap. And so we are very financially frugal, just in life and in general. And so that's been the pass we've gotten the last few years. I think this is probably our third year to get it. And so we always go to Keystone. And so it's at the, our condo is at the base of the mountain, just like a five minute drive from the slopes. We are on the shuttle line, which means there's a shuttle that will take us just right to the base of the mountain to start skiing. And we're actually on Lake Keystone, which is this tiny little lake, but. They have fishing and stand up paddle boarding and paddle boats and all these different things that you can do on the lake. And then in the winter, they have ice skating and hockey and just super fun things. And so there's a lot of like events on this little lake, hockey tournaments and stuff like that. And so I grew up a lake gal. I was almost born on our houseboat. <laughs> My mom barely made it to the hospital and we always had houseboats. And so I just grew up on the lake 24-7. And so my heart, like I'm just a mermaid. <laughs> and so I love all kinds of water. And so when Chaz, we had been looking off and on at places in all different kinds of mountain towns, couldn't really figure out what, if anything, that we wanted. Is it dumb to buy a place? Like we've never ever thought that a second home would be in our yeah, we never just thought we would do that. And so when Chaz woke me up, I was taking a nap on Mother's Day. He didn't wake me up. He was smart. He let me sleep. And then when I woke up, he was like, look what I just found. So it's legitimately under 500 square feet. It's a studio. So it has one bed. I'm like, of course, I'm like trying to figure out how we pack 20 people in there, (laughs) which won't be possible, but would love to be able to have both us and another family there. So it'll be more like glamping with kids and sleeping bags on the ground. But But I'm just really excited for these memories that we're going to make with our family. I'm really excited to bless people in our lives with being able to stay there. It's just going to be so great. So that's our next big announcement. I would already told Chaz I would love to do a discount code for friends from Instagram, from social media, for the all of you whole community. So stay tuned for that. We've got to do a couple things to get it ready to rent, but would love to host you guys in Colorado because it's so lovely. So those are our family updates. If you liked this episode, if you want to hear more episodes like this, would love to do more like this. It's fun to keep you close, keep you engaged with what we're doing over here with the Fossil Fan. So let me know if you liked this episode and there's so much more coming this fall on the pod. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening and I will see you next week.